Hello everyone, you are listening to the Open to Happiness podcast. I am your host Nicoletta and today I am doing a solo episode to explore together with you the truth and lies about psychotherapy. We will look into what is psychotherapy, if it's really working, why after more than a century people still distrust therapy, and how, despite the fact that we spend trillions on healthcare, only 10% of people in the affluent countries have access to therapy. Let's do it! Is therapy really working? What is psychotherapy anyway? And why, after more than a century, people still distrust therapy? Today, I will explore with you the truths and the lies about psychotherapy from the inside out. Let's start with the beginning, shall we? What on earth is psychotherapy? And what is counseling? Are these two the same or different? Well, we like to say that psychotherapy started at the end of the 19th century with Sigmund Freud. But the truth is, psychotherapy always existed. It existed from ancient times in the form of religious, magical or medical counsel. Think of the writers like Patanjali in India or Rumi in Persia. They have been both psychological thinkers in a way. And their works has inspired this act of counsel and the talking therapy on those times. In my humble view, psychotherapy and counseling are not different. They are the very same thing. The difference between them is, in fact, socially constructed. And that's largely because psychotherapy has developed under the medical and the clinical sort of field and counseling grew under the social and professional umbrella. But the theories behind psychotherapy and counseling are the same. The same four major schools of thought in psychology. Psychoanalysis, humanistic, cognitive behavior, and of course, transpersonal. Then, if we look at the practice of psychotherapy and counseling, it is exactly the same. It's absolutely identical. I personally trained in psychotherapy and I trained in counseling in different universities, in different countries, and we've covered the same studies and we've completed the same clinical practice. Now, there are many definitions around the practice of psychotherapy and counseling. And most of them are drawing uh, from the medical model. And they talk in terms of evaluation, diagnosis, and treatment plan. But in my humble view, and in very simple words, the modern therapy, and I name here both psychotherapy and counseling, is only a form of talking therapy that aims to help you improve your life. If, as a psychologist, I am more concerned to help you understand how your mind functions, as a therapist, I am helping you 
overcome your life struggles. Now, the big question is, is therapy really working? I'd say yes, it does work when it is good. In my view, good therapy must achieve three very important goals. To provide self-discovery, to initiate healing and to foster personal growth. If it does not achieve this, then it is only a talking meeting without no therapeutic benefits. Now, how do you find good therapy now? Some people think that it is actually very hard to find a good therapist. I cannot say there are good and bad therapists. What I would say is that you will always find the therapist that you need for that particular stage in your life. Because therapists are on their own journey. And they can only guide you where they've been themselves. So it might be wiser to stop searching for the best therapist in town or in the country or in the world and start somewhere. Start with someone. And you will find that as you progress and you advance in your own process of self-discovery, you will change your therapist accordingly and you will end up by finding your own truth about therapy. Therapy is transforming lives. There is no doubt about that. Yet statistics show us that not many people have access to therapy. Even in places like America, the most affluent country on the planet, no more than 10% of people see a therapist. The reality is that although we spend trillions each year in, in the affluent countries on, on uh, healthcare and we have thousands of charities around the world working to spread awareness and to reduce stigmas around in mental health, not enough people have access to therapy. Now, I have noticed that over the past decade, things have started to shift slowly with the millennials, which are considered um, the therapy generation. And if I think quickly, uh, most of my clients are millennials from the generation Y. Only some of them are from generation X, like myself, and even fewer from the boomer generation, like my parents. And if we look at the outcome of the therapy, statistics show us that more than 75% of people interviewed have recorded some benefits from therapy. So is therapy helpful? Definitely, of course it is, especially if you find a matching therapist. Now, let's answer the most important question. Can therapy harm you? Well, this is a very interesting junction, and I've seen some literature saying that therapy can harm you. Well, we need to be very careful with, with this word harm, because you see, I have experienced therapy myself in my personal life, and irrespective of the therapist I've seen, uh, their approach, their professional experience, their level of training, and where they were themselves in, in their journey through life, in their journey of self-discovery, I realized that everything that I experienced in, in that relationship was my own thing. My therapists were only a mirror I reflected myself into. So 
therapy can't really harm you. Simply because no one can bring inside of you anything, something that you don't already have, and no one can influence your mental and emotional life if you don't grant them permission. So even if during therapy you might experience a little bit of discomfort or you might find it a little bit challenging, that is because you are in therapy and you are finally exposed to the reality of your life, opening your eyes to what's behind the lenses and and the mask that you put on. You are now confronting your past. So you are now looking in a way with more clarity towards the future. Now, some skepticals would say, can therapists use interventions that can be harmful or not helpful or somehow damaging? Well, it is possible that the therapist is a little bit less inspired and is using an intervention which is not the most appropriate for that particular moment or for that stage in your life. But although this can make the therapy a little bit less effective, it's not harming in itself. What can be really harming then is when the therapeutic frame is a bit loose and it lacks uh, that strong bond because this is when transference can be wasted. In other words, anything that you bring in therapy, anything that comes to your awareness in therapy, uh, that comes to your mind, the conscious mind, and gets projected in a way towards the therapist in that space as an emotion or a thought, that can be a missed opportunity for a deeper understanding of yourself, for a deeper healing if it's not used properly by your therapist. This is where then therapy becomes art and where the artistry of the therapist transcends the theoretical knowledge and allows the therapist to connect with the client in a space of humanity, in a space of sharedness of life, in a space of equality and similarity. And it is the gift of the therapist to make use of that transference. And he will tell, you will realize as a client if that is working for you. And if it doesn't work, you must talk because if you don't talk, you will keep changing therapists one after the other until you build that kind of trust with someone to feel sufficiently contained and held and safe so you talk freely about your life experience, which is the most essential part of therapy. Because you see, Resistance to therapy, it's a very common and a very real threat experience. It can actually destroy everything you've, you've created, all the good progress you as a therapist and your, your therapist himself or herself has done, just like that. And it does not even matter what type of therapy you're doing or you follow. In my humble view, there are no therapists better than others out of the 400 plus therapeutic modalities, none is better than other in my my humble view. None is working with everyone, with all the problems. And that's because all of these therapies are rigid themselves. They are rigid approaches. And they look at human life from a very limited perspective. I trained in many modalities myself, and I can say that each of them is helpful but none of them is telling the whole truth. You see, as a therapist, I am really invested in helping you overcome your life struggles. But as a psychologist, 
I am more interested in the root cause of your problems. Still, studying psychology and psychotherapy was not sufficient for me to neither heal myself nor to help my clients transform their lives. In order to understand our lives, we need anthropology. We need to understand our life script and what has been assigned to us before we were born. We need to know our ancestry and how it influenced our lives. And then we need to understand epigenetics, how the genetic memory shaped our bodies and how we can actually manage to own our own chemistry and to stay healthy and to avoid becoming ill. Psychotherapy is not sufficient. We also need to understand quantum physics, how we humans function in this invisible field of energy surrounding us and how significant is matter in the universe. Because you see, we need to understand how we get entangled with the world around us on a vibrational level by accessing different frequencies and vibrations at different times. We also need to understand transpersonal psychology and transcend the limitations of this science that we call psychology, which has not managed to date to answer all the questions we have as humans. Conventional psychology and psychotherapy are simply not enough. We also need logotherapy. We need to understand what brings meaning and purpose in our lives. And lastly, we need to return to our ancient wisdom and explore the Eastern spirituality traditions to help us cultivate a mindful living and to connect with that field of energy that we call conscious awareness so we can really transform our lives the way we want from the inside out. Now, what makes sense in my work, in my, my life, in this stage in my life is to consider all of these disciplines that I mentioned, the anthropology, the epigenetics, the quantum physics, the transpersonal psychology, the logotherapy, and the Eastern spirituality traditions, together with psychology and psychotherapy, in, a, in an expansive view, in an expansive psychotherapeutic modality that uses the seven steps of real transformation process that I spoke about, the three entangled minds blueprint, the four relationship circles roadmap, the six essential values for a meaningful life, as well the transgenerational trauma cycle of pain, all of these topics that I presented earlier. Because only this way we can actually explain and expound our view to offer us a 360 degree life makeover, to finally live the life that you deserve, the life that makes you expand and open to joy and happiness. But more on this next time. That's it for now. If you want to find out more about my approach, you can check uh, my practice page on my website at nicoletaporojam.com. If you would like to experience this yourself, I'd love to hear from you. So get in touch. 
A big thanks to all of you listening. Stay open. And until next time, I am wishing you all good health and happiness.